Today's show is being brought to you by Cause Marketing Forum and SelfishGiving.com. And we want to thank our sponsor, 1BillionShirts.org. Custom t-shirts to help others. Print with them, and 25 cents from every t-shirt benefits a good cause. And remember, you can find Cause Talk Radio on Stitcher Smart Radio as well as iTunes. Leave us a comment at either one of those platforms, and we'll send you a Cause Talk Radio t-shirt. Hey everyone, this is Joe Waters and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. And on the line, we have the winner of the Super Bowl, Megan Strand. That's right. Now, so are you near Seattle? I mean, how far is... I know, we need a geography lesson every single episode. We are south of Seattle. South. You're south. South. So how far? I would say two and a half hour drive. Oh, I don't man, know how many miles. That's not, it is, that's not exactly. even like you live in the same area, though. Oh, Two and a half hours. Well, yeah, you know, no? East Coast, West Coast, very different. Some someday yes, you'll so. have to cross the Mississippi River and I come know, out someday. our way. Well, hey, congratulations to your Seahawks. Thank you. They did a great job, and they had a very blowout game. That, yeah, yes, that was did. that was really incredible. Anyways, so but uh, on the line today we have a, a great guest, Megan. We have David Woodbury, who is the founder and chief meal giver at Eat Apply. Hey, David, how's it going? Hey, great, Joe. Uh, thanks a lot for having me on the show, John Megan. Problem. No, now, um, you had said before the show that you were you are in snowy Minnesota. That is right. It's been uh, a heck of a winter here the last, uh, well, the last couple of months. It's been uh, below zero for at least uh, three or four of the last almost weeks, so. Almost <laughs> as cold as your Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> right, unfortunately. Right. I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah, they had the heyday, but they'll be back. So, they'll be back. Yeah, Good so we team. watched Seattle win their first uh, Super Bowl last yeah. last night. Hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully we got our day coming soon. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> what do you want to say, Megan? Were you, Nothing. Were you I'm laughing. I'm laughing. Some, no. Yeah, you're going to insert some smart ass comments. Far uh, be it for me know, to do that. She doesn't like. She does, David. She doesn't like always when I talk about sports at the beginning. You know, she <laughs> wants me to get right in the cause. So. So let's get down to business. Let's talk about Eat Apply. Tell us about the program, what you're doing, and what goals you have. Sure. Yeah. Thanks a lot. And uh, so, you know, Eat Apply was uh, was founded just a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, founded on a similar type of model as Tom Shoes, the one for one giving model, mm-hmm. uh, and it was basically created and brought out to market in uh, in the Minneapolis market. Mm-hmm. to um, help restaurants contribute a meal uh, donated for each meal served on particular menu items that they'd like to profile. Yep. Uh, since we since we launched it, we've got about 60 accounts in six different states that have come on board, mm-hmm. and we're just looking to try to continue to expand this uh, program across the country. That's great. So is, it, is every restaurant a one-to-one model? So for every meal, or are there some variations of the program? So when we originally launched it, it was literally on every single meal, if you were yep. a supply partner, mm-hmm. we found that that wasn't sustainable. It actually ended up costing the restaurant far too much, um, yep. and we had some attrition. Mm-hmm. So a couple of months back, we limited it down to um, particular entrees. So each one of our restaurant partners, agrees to contribute a minimum of 500 meals per month. Mm-hmm. And uh, what they then do is feature certain entrees that they typically have higher margins on, yep. you know, therefore increasing their profitability through their um, charitable, charitable actions. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that, that's interesting. There's kind of a direct tie-in there to the business's profitability with the program because they're really targeting those higher price items and causes hopefully a factor in why people choose those things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, from the beginning when I founded Edify, my my mission was to create a sustainable fundraising platform. Mm -hmm. And what I figured, you know, in order to create that sustainability, you mm -hmm. have to make it right for business. So kind of at the mm -hmm. core of everything we do, we make sure that there's a marketable value, um, that this is an opportunity for them to first and foremost drive sales. And if that's happening, the charitable donations are going to continue to flow in month in and month out. So are your partners finding that that's true and that that, that is the case? So when we launched the, uh, the original one-for-one -one model, it was really hard for us to tell because we were literally doing it on every single meal. Mm -hmm. um, since we've sort of relaunched with uh, the limited menu items uh, or featured menu selections, that model has proven, and we just have a couple months of data on it, but we're looking at right now an average of a 36% increase mm -hmm. um, for those businesses that have, uh, you know, particularly focused those specific items. So with the one-for-one -one model, the number that I've seen, and I'm sure it's slightly different in every case, but the number that I've seen, like for Feeding America, for example, with their corporate partners, is that something like seven cents gives a meal. Mm -hmm. So is that is that what we're talking about here, that seven cents is donated for every meal that's purchased, or is it a different metric and a different charity that you're working with? So, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a different metric, and what we've found is when we actually rolled this thing out, we had one national charity partner that was the, you know, the benefactor of this, and what we found from the restaurant industry is that uh, restaurant owners are, are very – um, you know, locally conscious entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. They want those dollars to it stay to directly inside yeah. their community. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. So, you know, yeah. they're, they're driving their business from those people that live within, you know, a couple of mile radius of their establishment. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, when we had this single national partner, we found that it wasn't as valuable to the restaurants. So what we've done is we've actually begun bringing on local partners in every single community that we go into. Mm -hmm. So we have, you know, local food bank or food shelf in that area that we're supporting um, as the benefactor of these restaurants. Mm -hmm. what the only thing is, is, Dave, that seems yeah, like yep. a lot of work for you. <laughs> it know? is right. a lot. Yeah, yeah, you know, they're a startup, Joe. That's what they're supposed yeah, to be doing, a lot of work. You, yeah, but think about it, though, Megan. I mean, you got to oh, source all those local organizations. You have to make you sure gotta make credible. the sandwiches. Yeah, you got to so deliver them. And you know how nonprofits are sometimes. Instead of dealing with one screwed up nonprofit, you're dealing with a dozen of them. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like being in a loony bin. Well, what we've done to try to simplify that is just present one national platform. And what we are doing is we're donating twenty cents on every meal. Okay. So that that's you know significantly more than the than you know the uh, the national average with some of those other charities that you mentioned, Megan. Um, but we're then ensuring that that the majority of our restaurant or our, uh, our charities locally are able to actually contribute that meal. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, you know, one of the things I'm curious, Dave, and one of the things that I have a lot of admiration for what you're doing, and I think this is one of the reasons why uh, Selfish Giving, my blog, and my readers identified Eat Apply as one of the top cause marketing programs of 2013. And you can check out uh, my post on that, and also on Pinterest, you can see the whole board of people on that list. Is restaurants are tough to work with. I mean, it's a challenging business uh, because, you know, there's, I mean, running a restaurant alone is challenging, uh, but you're dealing with businesses and a lot of times in terms of compliance, in terms of follow through and execution with the program. Uh, it's mainly a cash business. So a lot of times the point of sale programs that we've done with restaurants haven't always worked well because sometimes it hurts like waiters or waitresses tips and stuff like that. I mean, what's it like working with restaurants for you? So that's a great question, Joe. And, you know, it's, it is a very difficult industry Yeah. Um, because you're dealing with a lot of small business owners. Mm-hmm. You're not dealing with, with one large corporation. Yep. Um, you know, being a small business owner myself before I started Eat Apply, I can identify with some of the issues and challenges that they're facing. One of the biggest reasons why we brought this, you know, to the restaurant industry is when I looked at the marketing vehicles, that were available for restaurants, there was 99% of them were focused on discounting their product in one way, right. shape, or form. Yep. And if you look at their cost of goods, which was significantly increasing the last mm-hmm. two years, mm-hmm. it was not a sustainable method for them to, to advertise or market their restaurant. Right. Uh, also, if you were to look at the National Restaurant Association's website, one of the main things that they're challenging restaurants to do um, from a marketing standpoint is philanthropy. Mm-hmm. So when you kind of combine those two efforts, marketing and philanthropy, you end up with cause marketing and you end yep. up with a vehicle like Eatify. Mm-hmm. How are uh, how are these restaurants promoting these featured menu items? What are they, do, yeah, is there like question. a standardized something that you give them that they're doing, or do they each do their own thing? How, how does right. that? How do consumers See, know? I think, I think too, uh, Megan, David. I think that's what's so tough though about is like you know is getting that compliance at the table level, um, especially with local. you know, restaurants and stuff like that. Sometimes if you're dealing with like an Applebee's or, you know, a bigger organization, Chili's obviously has a big program with St. Jude that it does very well and stuff like that. But how do you do that on the local level, David? Yeah, so basically what we've done is we've created a merchandising package that we provide for every uh, partnered restaurant. And what it is is it's a menu insert, it's a window playing, there's some stickers, um, there's some restaurants, some some uh, breweries that have come on board that want to feature a specific beer or wine, and we allow them to do that. So we've got a magnet on those taps. So we do provide them with a with a, a really quality, you know, in-store merchandising package to profile whatever uh, products they're wanting to include at the program. And how mm-hmm. long did the, this does this featured item last on the menu? So what we do is we provide them with a one-time setup on the menu, yep. uh, and then it's month-to-month. There's no long-term contract. If they choose to switch out their menu, which you know typically restaurants are going to switch out every three to six months, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. um, then they just reprint those menus at their cost or at our cost, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty inexpensive for them to do that. What we are doing now is encouraging restaurants to actually integrated into their existing menu once they have mm-hmm. a menu reprint mm-hmm. because, you know, that 
allows for that for just less maintenance on their part. Yeah. What's no, to stop a- the restaurants from doing this on their own though? So that's a really great question. That's probably one of the the most common questions we get. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, it's nothing other than the fact <laughs> that they're not doing it. Um, <laughs> and. Uh. But David, if you only knew the dozens of people that would be listening to this, <laughs> you know, I mean, especially gotta, in the Minnesota area, we're yeah, huge in Minnesota. In the Minnesota area, where I know we're really strong, <laughs> you know. So, right. but right. your honesty is refreshing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like you know, they could go out and do this if they wanted to, but you have to ask the question, do you have the resources, do you have the personnel, do you have the expertise, do you have the background? We're going to hand you this thing cookie cutter, yeah. and and you're part of a network of, of other restaurants that are, yeah. sure, you know, well, the key is, the too, cause. is, David, if you can build the Eat Apply brand, that will mean something. Right. That yeah, really absolutely. would. So, so if people see a logo next to a menu item and it says Eat Apply, Right. Uh, They'll know, know what I mean, it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's really the, you know, the opportunity with something like that. You know, it's interesting what you were saying about the, and I don't know if you were aware of this or not, but, um, you know, uh, Panera ran into an interesting issue because they had a featured item on their menu to benefit a good cause, and it was homelessness. And I'm, I'm not sure, I, I think it might have been a local charity that actually benefited the money depending on the store and stuff like that. But they ultimately took it off their menu because um, it wasn't getting enough notice from people. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it be kind, of, kind of becomes white noise. Now, Paneer is different from, from many of the restaurants that are probably doing your program, though, because a lot of, when you're at Panera, you're looking up at the board, right? You know what I mean? You're looking right. up the board. You're saying, hey, what am I going to get here today? It's not really that you're sitting down looking at a menu and you would see something like that, you know? But what Panera discovered anyways is that they were better with they were better off with shorter-term promotions that they could push at the register. So, you know, they did them for a short amount of time, but they said, hey, you know, for three weeks, we're going to devote ourselves to this one activity. Right. And, you know, it's kind of like a they're, – they're obviously – you kind of hit the nail on the head that they're a fast service restaurant as opposed to a right. sit down style restaurant. So you do have to merchandise a menu insert is I don't think going to work as effectively in a restaurant like that. What we've done, we do have a couple of fast service restaurants like that. And we actually do um, some table tents that are right by the cash register. Mm-hmm. And then we do, we'll do a menu board too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we actually have one that has a drive through menu mm-hmm. board on it that's mm-hmm. just launching with us in a couple of weeks oh that's so a good idea it, yeah, no that is a good idea you know what would be really cool you know what would be great I, joe with the sandwich board standing waving like with the eat apply <laughs> logo see, you gotta see, dial that in david see, david right? see, this is the difference between me and megan <laughs> megan is low tech i am high tech okay so you know she thinks oh we should promote this with a sandwich board. yes and i'm very okay. serious about right, that so. Yeah, I know you are. I know you are. And uh, But, David, see, what I said is because one of the things that we've been talking about on several shows now is iBeacon technology and mobile technology. Wouldn't it be great if Eat Apply had an app so that when people went into restaurants and they sat down they shocked via you. iBeacon, they would let you know whether that what featured item in that restaurant supported a good cause? That is a good idea. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We, we actually do have an app, and yeah. – it's uh, 
but it needs to be reiterated at this point. So yeah, well, you need it's, on, the it's on our technology. list of things to do. <laughs> yeah, and it's well, you know what the 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 real challenge though is the getting the IB can te te technology at the restaurant level. You know what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely. You know, so you know, so that so wouldn't so, but I mean, it's a, I mean, I think it's a great idea for you because you know people are sitting down and stuff like that. I mean, people always have their phones right on the the table or something like that. You know, I mean, when I'm out to dinner with Megan, I mean, she just looks at her phone. She doesn't even talk to me. You know what I mean? So she'd be a perfect candidate for something like this. You know, and you know, so then those messages come straight right through your phone and lets people know, hey, the chicken salad sandwich uh, benefits. You know, we're going to save chicken salads. Well, here. you know, with you the know? with the the smaller businesses and the more local restaurants that maybe aren't quite to the eye beacons yet because they're yeah. just now coming out. Have you done anything with Yelp at all? Hmm, that's interesting. I was so also thinking QR codes. Yeah, hmm. we haven't done anything with with Yelp yet. We are actually redeveloping our website to have all the menus profiled on on the actual restaurant's mm -hmm. listing, mm -hmm. um, so that you could pull it up and everything. Or our website is all responsive right now, so right. Uh, we do want to we do want to build this out in an app as well. Yeah, our kind of our idea from a technology standpoint is to almost be eventually a cause version of Yelp, mm. you know, mm -hmm. um, where we have a restaurant locator. We've actually had several businesses outside of the restaurant industry that have contacted us about. Mm having a transactional campaign. So we are kind of toying with that idea of expanding mm -hmm. to different businesses. Yep. And, uh, you know, that might be an opportunity for us here in 2014. I feel oh, like I've seen yeah. a platform like that, Joe, have you? Where it, it talks, sounds familiar. I can't that's, remember. You know, yeah, I can't remember what thing, it's called, but I, I feel like there is that. What I was about that. to say, Megan, was many have tried. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like many have tried to, but you know, the challenges, David, and, you know, Megan and I talk about this all the time, that, you know, one of the big challenges, though, is it's difficult to lead any business with a cause. And I know everyone points to Tom's or Warby or, you know, some of these other businesses that they're have not been leading, successful. They're not leading with a cause. Well, Tom's Yeah, well, Warby did, but... certainly, certainly isn't. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I think Tom's has that really strong underlying message, uh, which is really important. But, you know, it's just like cause businesses. It's really tough to, to make it work. It's almost like you'd be better off convincing Yelp uh, to have, you know what I mean, yeah. to have Eat Apply on this, yeah. on their platform, obviously. I agree with that. You know? and, uh, but yeah. in order to do that, you'd have to have some brand awareness that, that would be of value to them. But I mean, I think that well, I think the thing that these guys are doing differently, Joe, is that you know they are leading with the business. They understand it has to be a business case. They understand they're dealing with small business, right. so there has to be a there there for them from an ROI perspective. Mm -hmm. I would imagine you're sort of sharing that knowledge amongst all of your Edipi partners so that they understand what the benefit is to them. So I I, I think that's you raise a very good point, and it mm. seems like this is a slightly different model as far mm -hmm. as you know. It's about the cause, but it's it's more like a small business integration and helping right. it, helping well, it make you know, sense. What we are is we're we're a marketing company that happens to have a cause at the core of why we're right. doing business. Mm -hmm. So that's the way that we try to position ourselves because when we go in and if we position ourselves with the cause first or the charitable, you know, actions, we're immediately just another charity and actually restaurants are inundated with charity. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, restaurants are so charitable in general. Yes. Um, you know, like some of the things that Share Our Strength does with restaurants across the country every year is nothing short of amazing. I mean, yes. it's just amazing what they do. But they do. They, they they are on the front line of people asking them for gift certificates and money and everything. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, just from the consumer's standpoint, um, starting to educate people that cause cause business is can be just as effective as, effective as nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that, that I'm really trying to work on and, mm. and bring out to the market here as well. Mm. So I think that's where you've seen a lot of cause businesses fail is, you know, uh, they try to be entrepreneurs or owners of these businesses, try to run them like you would a charity almost, mm-hmm. and, and you can't do that. Mm. That's the truth. Yeah. Well, David, this is super interesting, and it's so great to talk to you and hear a little bit more about eApply. If people want to find out more about what you're doing at eApply and what the future holds for you, how would they do that? Where would they find you online? So they can go to eApply.com, or you can find me um, on Twitter at David and Woodbury. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can email me directly at david at eapply.com. Excellent. And we'll put that in the show notes also. Joe, where can people find you? Hold your breath. Here comes the list. Oh, boy. Here it comes. Where can they find me? <laughs> well, you can find me on my blog, of course, at selfishgiving.com. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Waters. You can find me on Pinterest at Joe Waters again. And I also have a great board there, Megan, of uh, Super Bowl cause promotions, not only from this Super Bowl, but from last year's Super Bowl, too. So you can check that out. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I am also online at Twitter, at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF, and I also blog for the Cause Marketing Forum at CauseUpdate.com. And you can find Cause Talk Radio on Stitcher Smart Radio as well as iTunes. We do ask that you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Also, leave us a comment or give us a thumbs up if you like this episode. And on behalf of David and Joe and myself, we'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio. We'll see you next time. 